it was a hard time, a time of rebuilding, a time of longing for what had once been. It was a little over 500 years BC, and a small band of the people of God had returned to the land of Israel, to Jerusalem, after 60 years of exile in Babylon. A new king had arisen, King Cyrus of Persia, who had conquered Babylon, the former superpower, and had allowed the Jews to return and rebuild their destroyed temple. It should have been a time of great joy and hope and relief, and in some ways it was, but it was also hard. The devastation was complete. There were enemies harassing their building projects. Even when a replacement temple had been completed, it didn't match the glory of the one that had been destroyed. The Ark of the Covenant, the most sacred symbol of God in the holiest of places, had been lost for good never to be seen again. It said that at the dedication ceremony of the new temple, the people's shouts with joy on one hand were mingled with the weeping of those who were old enough to have seen the first temple and knew just how much had been lost. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, cried a prophet during these times. Oh, that you would do what you did before, back in the golden days, back in the time of the exodus from Egypt, when God met the people on Mount Sinai and made the mountain tremble in smoke, when God tossed the Egyptian armies into the sea. If only God would do something dramatic like that again, offer a real hope and a real victory, not just this sort of ambiguous return from exile. If only things could be the way they used to be. Now, those are words that I've thought more than a few times this year. If only things could be the way they used to be. I bet you have too. If only we could go back to a time when the phrase social distancing had never entered our minds. When we didn't have favorite and second favorite and third favorite face masks time when we could see each other face to face and think nothing of it, when we could hug and laugh and sing in the same room. If only we could go back. And we might wish for other things to be the way they used to be too. We might wish here in Sonoma County for the days before every fall seemed to be a recurring episode of evacuations and destruction just a few years ago. We might wish, as a country, as a society, we might wish for the days before we'd ever heard the phrase fake news, for the days when people mostly paid attention to the same news sources and believed more or less a set of mutually agreed upon facts. If only we could go back. But of course, there is no going back. There's no going back in life. There's no going back to the way things were. That's certainly true of this pandemic. Whatever our lives look like a year from now, and may God grant indeed that we will be laughing and singing and hugging, but whatever they look like, they won't look just what they looked like before, even if we're doing some of the same things again. Time moves in just one direction. 
You can't roll it backward. And in many cases, we might not really want to anyway. It's easy for nostalgia to smooth over the flaws of the past. But those golden ages are not always everything that they seem to be in our memories. That bygone golden age when the economy boomed, the churches were full, the nation was mighty, and all the children were above average may also have been a time of segregation and casual sexism and homophobia. The days when our politics on a national level felt less polarized may also have been days when atrocities like the killing of George Floyd were happening routinely but going unreported instead of sparking mass movements. The truth is that there is no one perfect time and there is no golden age to go back to. But God is at work now, here. The same God who was at work in the past is at work today. And God's actions never actually exactly repeat themselves. God is not in the business of doing encores. Now, God's actions always rhyme. Because God is always the same, God is always in the business of loving, healing, setting free. But there's not another crossing of the Red Sea. There's not another return from Babylon. God never quite heals or loves or liberates the same way twice. What God is doing is here and now, today, a new thing. In Mark's gospel today, Jesus points us forward to the ultimate new thing. The end of this age a time when God will finally act to end all evil and injustice once and for all. He says it will happen with the coming of a son of man, or as it's sometimes translated, the human one. Because son of man simply means a human being. It's a way of saying a mortal person. And this son of man, this human one is Jesus. He is the fully human one. It's been said that Jesus is the only one of us who has achieved what it is to fully be a human being, to live a human life in complete harmony with God and with who he was and is called to be. And because this same human one that we will meet at the end of history is the same Jesus that we have already come to know in Scripture, we can trust that we know what to do to prepare. It's simple, although not easy. He's already told us. Love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Be a peacemaker. Be merciful. Be a lover of justice. Care for those who suffer, those who are in need, and those who the world thinks of as less. Jesus tells his disciples that the calamities that they will see in their lifetime are not the end of the age, but just birth pangs. And it happened as he predicted. A generation or two after those words he spoke came the brutal Roman Jewish war, the destruction of the temple by the occupying Romans, 
that same temple that those returning exiles had rebuilt five centuries before, now cast down. And famine and disaster and people fleeing their homes, those things happened in that generation, those birth pangs. And wars and rumors of wars and famines and disasters have happened in other generations too, probably in every generation since, seeing its own birth pangs. And Lord knows we've seen our own birth pangs this year. Plague? Yes. Natural disasters? Yes. Political turmoil? Yes. I think I've heard the word apocalyptic this year outside a church setting, more than in all the rest of my life put together. And in our generation, Jesus says to us, just as he said to his first disciples, Stay alert. Don't be fooled. Don't mistake the calamities and sufferings of your time for the end of all things. But when the Son of Man does come, you'll know it. This day we enter Advent, the season that's all about expectation and preparation. And it's a season that points us forward into the future, into the new thing that God is doing in our day and in the days to come. It's also a season where we remember the past, of course. In one sense, Advent prepares us to meet once more at the manger, the same Jesus whose birth we celebrate from so long ago. But even as we tell once more those old stories of Bethlehem, we know that the same God who was at work then hasn't stopped being at work now. If we have eyes to see them, God is doing new things all around us. Time is moving forward, and the destination it's moving to is one that gives us hope, because it's the coming of the fully human one, the one who will gather together his beloved from north and south and east and west. May God keep us faithful, simple, joyful, merciful, hopeful. May God turn our hearts towards love so that we may be ready when we see him.